This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Ah, yes, indeed. Let's go hour number two on this Monday. A lot of stuff to get to from the weekend. Someone did text us on the Specs text line, 337-3776. I'm a Clippers fan. Yes, I said it. Can you give me your thoughts on Russ going there? Because I'm not sure if it'll work. That's generally the thoughts on everything right now with Russell Westbrook. Is it going to work? He ain't got to play. Apparently, once they figure out how to get rid of that money situation and he and Utah work that out, he's reportedly going to go to the Clippers and head to that other locker room, eh? He ain't got to play. If you're a Clippers fan, you just got to hope Paul George and Kawhi Leonard stay healthy. If they do, you kind of got a chance. Got a shot. They're like the third or fourth seed right now, I think, yeah. in the West. Kawhi's getting better every game. Yeah, so maybe keep your eye on that. And you, the, the big worry you would have if Russell Westbrook walks into that locker room is what does he do to the locker room? Yeah. What kind of distraction does he provide? Does he play? And they're, they, apparently they've had discussion with him, discussions with him that he's ready to focus in on a particular plan and he's going to do a, have a particular role and he'll play that role and stay out of everybody's way. They got Bones Highland from Denver. That was a way bigger get than getting Russell Westbrook. I know Russell Westbrook's going to Springfield, Massachusetts very soon once he retires. Hall of Fame guy for sure. He ain't that guy no more. So he don't have to play. He could be a good locker room guy and other younger guys could watch him and learn a lot. But as long as Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are doing their thing and if they could get buckets like they are – most likely used to getting, then Clippers got a chance like a lot of teams in the West do. We'll keep an eye on that story. Also, there's plenty of Longhorn stories to get into. That's why we have this visit each and every Monday. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. We'll talk to Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com at JosephCook89 on Twitter. Joe, how are you? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Man, thank you for the time uh, once again. Uh, we'll start on the good side of things with Longhorn basketball. They um, they had some some you know tough moments towards the end of regulation. It did get to overtime, but they found a way. They survived, and that's what you, that's what you need to do once March and April come around. What do you think of eighty five, eighty three in overtime? You know, you got to give a lot of credit to Serge Barry Rice. Uh, this team is just straight up in a different place without him. Uh, he's taken on that six-man role, and he's done phenomenal with it. You know, when you go and score a, a season-high 24 points where every one of them is needed uh, against a, a scrappy Sooner team who came in there trying to uh, make an up, upset, you know, you, you give a lot of credit to him. Um, it was kind of an, an interesting performance from the Longhorns just because, you know, normally they've been really good on, on defense in the half court, and really the better team in transition. And for a lot of that game, it didn't feel like it was the case. They had some defensive lapses. Some were effort plays where a weird bounce of the ball went OU's way, and it just happened to create a layup. But there were some uncontested layups that were a little uh, you know, out of character 
I guess to say, for the Longhorns, and that was in the half court, and that was in transition. But to their credit, they uh, started playing with better defense towards the in the latter stages of the game, and uh, thanks to guys like Rice and even Timmy Allen and uh, Marcus Carr uh, and Dylan DeSue. I mean, there were I think there were five guys in double figures. They had contributions from all over, and they were able to score the necessary points. Uh, you know, just at the very end to to win in overtime. You know, Joe, there were certain points of the game where, you know, I just Texas did some dumb things, just ill-advised things that you're not used to seeing the team with their type of ex- experience doing. And, you know, toward the end of the game with Marcus Carr, I know he had 17 points on 15 shots, but I said it in the first hour, when you have a feel for the game and you know Serge Jabari Rice is clicking the way he did, 19 points in the second half and overtime, just a couple of interesting shots. You know, the step back that he took, uh, when, you know, when the when he missed it, and then Sherfield hit the shot to send him into overtime, and then the shot before overtime, just putting it in Marcus Carr's hands. You know he's not going to pass it, but there might have to be a time in March where Marcus Carr has to realize, you know, everybody's going to be locking in on me maybe I need to kick it to somebody who has the hot hand, whether it's Serge Barry Rice or Timmy Allen or, hell, even Brock Cunningham. Yeah, I think you could tell once Sherfield made that bucket uh, and, and everybody had the sense that um, Rodney Terry wasn't going to call a timeout, that, uh, that that shot was going to be Marcus Carr's no matter what. And, you know, we saw the results of that with how it kind of feebly fell to the ground. I'm with you. Um, and that may be a, a result of him you know, taking a, a little bit more off-ball duty to where he gets the when he gets the ball, um, he thinks it's for him. Whereas last year, you know, he was facilitating and you know still worked to get his own shot, but uh, had to also facilitate the offense as well because there wasn't you know he was the best point guard option at least for that year. So yeah, that'll be a growth that you want to see over the course of the the next few weeks and then the march. And who knows, maybe it's something they're waiting to deploy until the very end. Uh, uh, Maybe he thought that you know teams were going to pay attention to the dish uh, to Jabari Rice instead of to him. So I don't know. That's something to track. But uh, yeah, it was definitely kind of a you know this is my moment type play, and it didn't exactly work out that way for Marcus Carr. Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas. All right, Joe, for the folks that uh, love their Longhorn men's basketball, that's where that team sits, uh, tied for first place. Longhorn baseball got off to a sluggish start. I'll think that words might be a little overly fair the other direction but uh for those that watched it and got to check it out uh give me your thoughts arkansas missouri vanderbilt obviously the vanderbilt game was way out of control but the other two were one you know one run games what'd you see overall what would you tell a, a longhorn fan that maybe didn't get a chance to peek in on all of it and is freaking out a little bit at zero and three yeah to be honest i didn't get a chance to watch a, a whole lot of it either with basketball and some some other things going on, uh, but you know, just kind of looking at how the events seem to turn out with the first two games, one against uh, an Arkansas team that's entering the country, entering the uh, the season right top ten in the country, and another against a Missouri team who uh, left the weekend two and one. You know, one run losses with a young team that that's that's kind of baseball. You know, it's going to happen, and uh, there's still some things to grow on, like Porter Brown leaving the park and some other aspects of it. Uh, with the Vanderbilt game, and you got to hope you just flush that away and that these they forget about it. And, you know, that's just the beginning of remember Arlington part two if you're the Longhorns. Um, with a team that's going to try to manufacture runs 
a little bit different way than they did last year. May not have the same amount of power or uh, ability to drive in the gap like they did last year with guys like Melendez and Staley and uh, even Trey Faltini, Messenger, all those guys. Uh, you can't really afford to uh, give up, you know, the, the cheap runs and you know five uh, five errors in the course of a game, an inning, or at least a starter. I think Travis Staley had eight unearned runs charged to him. Basically pitched two innings worth of a, of a game in one inning thanks to defensive lapses. That's not something that can happen no matter what your offense is like. Uh, and, you know, a little bit of that is to be expected with a young team, but some of those plays that they, they miss, you know, they're errors for a reason. They're expected to be made, and uh, that's got to be something that they shore up over the course of the uh, coming few weeks. Luckily for them, you know, the schedule does have some, uh, it does have some highlights. You know, number one, LSU is, is going to come to town for a midweek. Uh, they're going to eventually go to A&M and play a few sets with, with Texas State, who's a program who's done really well for themselves in the past year, year and a half. Uh, but some of the weekend series, it's going to give the time, give this young team some time to really figure themselves out. Indiana is a you know Big Ten team, and though they were in the tournament, I think in recent years, uh, it's not a you know Big Ten powerhouse. I don't know if one of those even exists in baseball. Uh, that'll be an opportunity this upcoming weekend. They're playing the Islanders of uh, A&M Corpus Christi, uh, you know, a regular on the Texas non-conference slate uh, that, uh, in the Tuesday slate as well to, to start things off tomorrow. That's a team that Texas should be able to, to get some work in. And some of the upcoming weekends, there are going to be a lot of opportunities for this team to, to learn a little bit more about itself and uh, likely stack some wins in the process because they're not – you know, doing the, the week-long trip in South Carolina where they play, you know, uh, South Carolina and a couple other quality teams in the midweek. Uh, they're not taking a, a trip down to the border to play RGV, which, you know, even though that's a team they can handle, that's still a five-hour bus ride and a five-hour bus ride back. I think they're, the schedule sets up to get a lot easier after this past weekend, uh, but there's a lot of things, especially on, on the defensive side of the of the the coin that they need to shore up in the coming weeks, no matter who their opponent is. Joe, spring practice is about to start for this football team, and I know there's a lot of expectation for this squad in 2023 with how good and how many guys this team is bringing back. But on this coaching staff, a lot of these coaches are getting contract extensions, one-year extensions for Jeff Choate, Deshard Choice, Blake Gideon, Terry Joseph, Pete Kwiatkowski, A.J. Milley, and Kyle Flood is getting a two-year extension. And I know probably a lot of fans are thinking, well, you were 5-7, and seven in the first year and the second year you didn't win nine games and you should have maybe won a Big 12 championship in a lot of people's eyes with what TCU just did. How do you feel about those contract extensions? What does that tell you about Steve Sarkeesian's crew? Uh, I think it's just uh, not only is it for, for some some rewards on the recruiting trail, uh, but that's just kind of what you have to do these days. You know, whenever a kid is, is you know welcomes a coach into his living room, they're always going to ask about, like, okay, how do I know that you're going to be the one uh, that's that's going to coach me? And there's never any, you know, full guarantee. Uh, but with with these, with these extensions, it's all about being able to, to go into those living rooms and say, like, look, this this staff believes in me, this, this head coach believes in me, I'm going to be here when you show up. And uh, it eliminates a question on the recruiting trail. And that's happened for, I think, pretty much the entire staff. Uh, I think if you notice, Chris Jackson mentioned that's probably because he's a new hire. And Jeff Banks and Bo Davis both hit that. They got their extensions 
I believe, last year. So I don't think it's too much of like a major endorsement. I think it's an endorsement of sorts, but it's not, you know, stamping everything. It's like, perfect, great job, way to go. Um, and I think a big part of that is because you haven't seen Steve Sarkeesian uh, receive an extension of his own. I don't think anybody's really trying to pound the table for that for him. Uh, and you know, it makes sense, I think, from everybody's perspective. It hadn't happened quite yet. Uh, but with the staff, you know, operating on, on shorter uh, contracts, having a little bit of recruiting security, I guess, to say, and to, you know, show potential recruits, hey, these guys have helped us, you know, make improvements, and we want them to, to be around whenever uh, the, you, your class shows up. I think it's a, just kind of the way that the world works with, the, uh, with you know, assistant coaches and salaries and, and things like that and the modern recruiting and portal landscape. Speaking of, yeah, you got to show your current roster. Hey, you know this this head this assistant coach that we brought in that you want to play for. He's going to stay here too. You have to think about it from that perspective as well these days. Talking about Joe Cook inside Texas, yeah, kind of hard to believe, but exactly two weeks away from Texas spring practice starting March the sixth. If you haven't circled that one on your calendar, all right, Joe. A lot of stuff going on this weekend in the world of sports. Um, y- your choice: Were you more focused on the NBA All Star Game festivities, or were you more focused as a Houston guy on the Roughnecks going one and zero and getting ready for the matchup with Arlington in the XFL? Oh man, I, I I I'm gonna try to get into the to the XFL, uh, especially when you got just a uh, a Houston figure like Wade Phillips uh, leading the charge there, and just a Texas football figure. Of course, he was a defensive coordinator for the Texans for a few years, uh, head coach of the Cowboys. You know, son of Bum Bum Phillips, legendary figure in Houston. And it's, it's just a lot of fun and. Yeah, uh, Roughnecks. I think they're still undefeated. So uh, it, that's a you know good thing to. It's it's some of the most successful background noise I could ever think to, to put on uh, as a as a Houston fan. But uh, I was more into that. I saw some clips of the uh, in, of the All Star Game, and I know that things typically start to clamp down once they do the Elam ending part of it. But man, there were some highlights in the first quarter where it seemed like both teams just kind of had an agreement, just like, all right, let's get to the Elam ending as fast as we possibly can. Because there was other, the best was a clip where there was one of many alley-oops, and you see LeBron basically starting to jump to defend, but he's jumping from the basically from the low block to the three-point line, and the defender's already passed him on the way to the alley-oop. <laughs> like, the, the, the All-Star game is pretty fun. Uh, a lot of the festivities are about it, but sometimes the basketball... I mean, if you just like layup lines and, and guys taking, you know, unbelievable, you know, no way, no way they'd ever do it in a real game three, it's, it's kind of fun. But it's, I mean, you know, you, you get as much out, as you put into it, and I think you see a lot of what the players put into it and you see why people aren't getting as much out of it. The honor is awesome. Being an NBA All-Star, I think, uh, you know, along with uh, the MLB All-Star game, that's the, you know, I think those carry more weight on resumes than maybe NHL or maybe even a Pro Bowl. Uh, but, you know, the, the actual on-court product uh, is, leaves a little bit to be desired in, in, in my eyes. That is Joe Cook, Inside Texas, On3.com, at JosephCook89 on Twitter. Joe, we appreciate it as always, man. I know it's a busy day for you, and uh, we will hit you next week. We'll see how those teams are playing at that point. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. 
Thanks, Joe. Good stuff there. Yeah, kind of ending up on the All-Star game. And that was, you know, Zay, my, my, I'm watching the game 180-something to 170-something. But all I care about in an All-Star game is do they care? Are they interested? Are they fired up? And I did see some, like, little boys out there at times in a good way. That's what I look for in an All-Star game. So I saw some of that. And, yeah, it was a lot of alley-oops and a lot of that type of stuff. But the question is... And I asked you this a couple weeks ago. The question for them is, do they need to do any more major tweaks like the NFL has just done? NFL said, you know what? We're not even going to do the Pro Bowl. Baseball still has an All-Star game. The NHL still has an All-Star game. For you, is there still a place for the game? Does it need to happen? No. You'd get rid of it? Get rid of it. Okay. So you would name them an All-Star. Right. Now, do they need to come to town for something? Do we still come to town for the dunks and the threes and then just get them out of there on Saturday night? Yeah. That would, that's what you'd do? Yeah, basically. Okay. Big parties on Saturday night. Everybody wake up on Sunday and go home. Like, I would have game-like events like the Pro Bowl, but that's what you see on Saturday night, so it'd be weird. Do the skill stuff Saturday night? Yeah, like, you know the guys yeah. don't want to dunk, so get that out the way, but just have everybody do a three-point contest that made the All-Star game? I don't know. So if you bring All-Stars to town, and this is what they've got to figure out, too. Again, if you have a McClung every year, just a G League guy or some guy you bring in, like a ringer. It's a ringer dunker that loves to do it. Bring him in, and will that entertain the All-Stars enough that they'd actually want to come to town? Because I'm telling you, there's these little glimmers and these little moments where every time they're interviewed about it, they say, it's such an honor to be here. I'm so glad to be here with all these guys, getting to be in the locker room with these guys. Yeah, because you see, you'll walk down the tunnel and you'll see Allen Iverson, you dap him up and then you see D Wade and Gabrielle Union. And then those type of things hit you like, Oh man, these are guys that I watched growing up, but it's also going to be that guy. But it's also, it's also about playing with LeBron though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I know he didn't get to to play much after the the injury, but he played the whole first half. What'd you think of the picking the teams right before? Did that work for you? That was cool. I kind of like that. That was cool. They did a little bit too much talking, but you know, it was cool. Let's just pick them and move on. Yeah, they may need to. You're right. They may need to funnel that down a little yeah. bit because one of the things I do with the All Star Game that I would recommend anybody do if you can is I never watch it live. Ever. No, I don't watch any ingredient of it live. I fast forwarded through all the skill stuff on Saturday and got right to three point. I'm with you. And then watch Duncan. I'm done. I'm with you. And then for the game itself last night, I was back and forth. I was behind live action on that, behind live action on the XFL. I did not watch a, either one truly live because I was just fast-forwarding through stuff trying to, trying to pick and choose. So just so you know, I did not watch every second of four XFL games. I don't have time to do that. Yeah. I got, mo- I got too much going on. Having Draymond there is interesting. Draymond Green to I be one of the analysts. I thought he was all right. It's interesting. I thought he was okay. To be a hater like he is and still be playing, like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> like, they asked him a question like, well, you don't feel weird, you know, not being in the All-Star game when you see all these guys and stuff like that. And he was like, no, nah, because the only one with my resume is Braun. And, like, I mm. kind of get what you're saying, but then I'm like, no, nah, dog, you're not, you're not, you and Braun don't have the same resume. Like, let's not say that just rings are equal. Let's not, not – all rings aren't equal. He's just saying four equals yeah, four. Yeah, he's like, yeah. So yeah. I'm, he's like, I'm good. Like, right. I got four of them things. Like, and that's what he's always going to stand on. It's just like, bro, you played maybe the greatest point guard of all time in Steph Curry. I know Magic, but Steph's right there. You're, you play with that guy. Let's, you know, let's give him a little bit more credit. But just – they got Draymond there. He's a player. 
he's an analyst. He's he's kind of like Tom Brady. They know he's got a job once he retires. He doesn't have many years left. But Draymond did some serious hate. Like y'all talk about me being a hater on here. Draymond did some serious hating on Saturday and Sunday night. Like they asked him about Mac McClung, you know, like being a star and stuff. He's like a star. What are you talking about, a star? Like, let them have his moment. Right, exactly. Draymond, let them have his moment. He but, won a duck contest. But the thing I liked about that is it was honest in terms of that's what the league's going to have to figure out. They have got to figure out that dunk contest. Because on one side, you got Kenny Smith and Reggie Miller saying, McClung saved the dunk contest. <laughs> but on the other side, you've got Draymond trying to be real about it, yeah. saying, now, wait a second, hold on. You're saying he's a what? He's a star. And then it's like they were almost acting like he has to play with the Sixers now. Like, huh? Oh, he ain't going to get no clock. He's a G League guy. I'm, I'm still surprised that he's even in the league. He is in the G League. I don't know if he's going to end up on their roster, but they're going to have to figure that part out going forward. The guys seem to care about the three-point. They do not care enough about that dunk contest, and they've got to figure out what to do with it. So stack it up with a bunch of McClungs every year, but don't tell me, like, you know, stack it up with, heck, grab some guy, grab some kids with the – you know the some of the like uh, the developmental stuff, not G League, but even if you want to go some of that other stuff, the the unite, what's it called? All the league, G League unite, G yeah. League unite. Some of those kind of guys. If you got some badass dunkers, maybe that's where you need to go because at least they'll care to do it. You might want to you know elaborate when you say get a whole bunch of McClungs because it could either mean G League guys or white guys. <laughs> I did not mean it that way. Okay. No. I, I, I know what you meant. I did not mean it that I know what you meant, but there's some people that. out there like, is Chad talking about getting white guys in the dunk contest? No, no, yeah, no. McClung's as in those G League guys. Right. And that's what we had heard about. You told me about that two weeks ago, right? Two or three weeks ago where it was announced. You're like, hey, they're going to have a G League guy in the dunk contest. I'm like, what? And then you told me who it was. And I thought, oh, good Lord. And we yeah, just, he's a slam dunk legend. And we joked about, oh, my God, can you imagine if he wins the thing? Well, he did. He had the best dunks and he cared the most. That's it. Yeah. And I agree, and, and yeah, and then how they score dunks has always been weird. They're trying to figure that out over the years uh, of what's consistent and what's not. Lisa, Le- and then who they get as judges are funny to me too for that contest. Harold Miner to get people. It's like wow. You need. On one hand, I always think, wait, don't you need to get somebody that understands exactly what it's like to do that? But then, okay, I guess. Like, would you get Brian Windhorst to sit there and break it down? Oh yeah. Maybe because he knows basketball. Like, I feel like I could sit there and judge a dunk, but I can't do any of them. So it, that's the balance. When I see big men, I wonder, why is Hakeem Olajuwon judging this? Yo, Harold Meyer looked like Big Worm, like on Love. Talk about somebody like, man, the, the fact that they brought him all the way back to be a judge. I did a triple like, take. Damn. I did a Yo, triple take trying to figure out who that was. Me too. Like, one of the most disrespectful things anybody's ever said was calling him Baby Jordan. I know. <laughs> That's so disrespectful. I can't believe y'all were wilding like that in the 90s. But the good news was, because he was what he was, nobody ever said that again. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> ever called anybody Baby Jordan after that. All right. Thanks to Joe Cook for his time. Up next, we'll get into the flex segment. We got a little bit to get to. Basketball playoffs get started tonight, and Zay is going to be at one of the games. We'll tell you where you can see the full uh, list of games that are going to be played, or at least a partial list of the games in the area that are going to be played. Plus, we've got the info for you on seven on seven and when those local events will be so 
If you love your high school sports, stay with us. We'll get that to you. Zay's got Where We At in Society coming up at 145. And at 2, we jump back into the weekend of sports. NBA All-Star Game, did you watch? Did you care? Tiger, did you watch? Did you care? XFL, we know Zay didn't watch. We know Zay didn't care. And we know Zay wants no emotions at the game. Listeners have been texting in on that today. We'll get to all of it coming up on The Horn. I'm on the right train, right train, but the wrong track. Come on, boy, help me get it all back. You know I love you, baby. Don't tell me, baby. Alright, rolling through a Monday. That guitar almost sounds like BB King. That's obviously a woman singing. I don't know who the woman is though. And I may be wrong on the guitar. I don't know if it's B.B. King. It's about all I got, though, on this one. Who is it? Rufus and Shaka Khan. Oh, okay. I saw a... Uh, we were shopping over the weekend for music. My kid and I were looking at music, and uh, I saw a Shaka Khan record. That's an artist I don't listen to enough of. I did not heard enough of the stuff of why... I, I know the stuff in the 80s. I know a couple of those hits in the 80s. I don't know enough of this kind of stuff. Big soul, yeah. big hair. Oh my God. I love, and just so pretty, man. Her smile to oh, me. Oh yeah, she's gorgeous. Oh, I love it. Every time she smiles, it makes me feel better. Yeah. And then when she sings, it makes me feel even better. Rufus and Shaka Khan, Thin Lizzy, Tigers of Pantang, they've all been on the show today. Weird wild, crazy sports weekend, and we are trying to break it all down. We were just talking about the NBA All-Star game. Did you watch? Did you care? Did it matter to you? It seemed to matter to the players on some level to play in the game, uh, LeBron. although LeBron and the Freak did have to duck out with those minor injuries. You don't want that to uh, to get worse. So, uh, But there was still high-level stuff. Jason Tatum went absolutely crazy and got 56. And how about that just before... Half-court shot from Damian Lillard, Zay. That thing was 40, what's that? Oh, he was past half-court. Uh, yeah, that's 48, something like that. About a, almost a 50-footer, and he nailed it. He's incredible. <laughs> and when he tried the second one, that's when I thought, oh, please. If yeah. You, dude, if you keep hitting these, like you're going to redefine the All-Star game here. You're going to turn the All-Star game into a half-court contest. Well, it's nuts because it's just a couple steps in when they play for real during the regular season. That's his range. You're right. Like in the three point shootout, when they had to take a step back for the lemon lime soda, the bootleg sprite, whatever they're doing now. I've never seen that so before in my life. I know. I haven't I tried it try yet. It. Like Sperry, Sparry. Yeah, what's it? Starry? 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 Yeah. Probably something like well, that. That's good. I mean, Kiki Palmer looked like she was enjoying it in her <laughs> yeah, she you know, commercials. She but, sold it well. Yeah, he, he made that shot look way too easy. Like it was a joke. How easy that he shot it and just knocked it down, dude. The 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 net, the rim, everything. Nothing moved when he hit it. Nothing. I mean, yeah. just an out and out rip of the net to where it didn't even move. That was crazy. Uh, so we're hitting a little NBA stuff, uh, the Longhorn stuff from over the weekend as well. Um, and uh, there's a lot of different different angles to get into. We'll continue to talk about that. Thank you for your text today. Specs text line 337-3776. I haven't even told Zay about the cups and the lemons in the XFL. Did you hear that story? I saw it. 
Wow, you did see it. I saw more than you think. Okay. I saw a little so bit. So you did peek in. Yes. That's one of the weirdest stories ever. We got to get back into that. That that Washington D.C. crowd last night was pretty damn good. They got fired up. Where are they playing? They're playing, I think, where the soccer team plays. Okay. That's Audi Field, I believe. Is that like in the city? I know D.C. is very small. Yeah, I don't know exactly where it is, but I believe that is where the, what are they called? They're called D.C. United, I think, Okay, is the name of that team. And they get a good following there. So that would sort of, it feels like that's a crossover. Like the fans that are showing up there for soccer want to show up for whatever. Yeah, where are you getting the lemons from? Concession stand? These are full lemons are they full were throwing. Lemons. I still don't know. I still don't fully understand where that happened. But uh, we'll get back into those stories. Uh, a lot of stuff going on this weekend. And as we start the week, there's playoff basketball to get to on the high school level. Let's get you the Flex segment. We'll tell you which game Zay's going to be at tonight. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, after a little time off, Zay in a suit on TV is back. For playoff edition tonight, playoffs get started, and uh, KBVO, Zay, and Roger Wallace. And tonight, Zay, you guys are heading up to Pflugerville to watch uh, a matchup that we'll see if it's close. We will see if it can be close, because Buta Johnson's a pretty damn good team. I feel like they're going to be the favorite in this one. Correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely. The, the question is, can Vandergriff make this a game, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Can they make it a game? Beulah Johnson, district champs in 26-6A, number one seed uh, for that district. And then they go going, uh, going up against the Vandergriff Vipers, who got fourth in 25-6A. And Vandergriff, they got a couple of good players, Charlie Hatch and Mason Anderson, and their two leading scores. And if you're the Vipers, you just want to slow the game down to not allow the – Johnson Jags to get possessions or more possessions because they shoot at such a high clip. Any shot's a good shot in their eyes. All five guys could shoot the three. All the players that Coach Kennison throws in there can shoot the three. For me, Chad, it's just about Quentin Hairston's, you know, his availability. And if he does play, how good is he? Or how, you know, is he 100% or how close is he to being 100%? How much he's go- is he going to be willing to give his team the Jags, you know, because mm-hmm. he's most likely going to be offensive player of the year in that district or I I probably MVP is going to be Hudson Greer at Lake Travis but Quinn Hairston he'll be runner up for offensive MVP if he doesn't get it I know he's going to be first team all district in 26-6A so if he doesn't play that's going to be a problem. Will I still take Peter Johnson to probably win it? Yeah, but right. he's still a huge factor. That's 15 points that they're not getting. So Jackson Vandegaard, he's still big. He'll probably be first team all district. Uh, Sam McKinney, he's been good all year. Zariah Kincaid, he's a knockdown shooter. That might be just too much for the Vipers all in all, but for Jack for the Jags moving on and trying to go deep in this playoff run, they're going to need Quentin Harrison to be 100% or close to it. So 7 o'clock on the tip there. And again, check out the guys on KBVO tonight with Zay and Roger. Also, that Stony Point team we've been talking about, 29-1, and headed into this matchup with Anderson tonight. That's over at Eastside High if you want to go check it out. That is a 7 o'clock 
tip. And if you're going to root for Anderson, get there early and root your ass off. They're going to need it. They're going to need every bit of it because Stony Point is dangerous. So that game's at Eastside Memorial? That's what it says. Wow, Coach Thompson. That's amazing. Well, how about that? <laughs> that's amazing. Right. For the first round of the playoffs, that's where you're going? What's this? Man, talk about grimy. Check out flxatx.com for that list of games. Got an outlook there for you. Also, if you are a high school football fan, we now know when the 7-on-7 seven seven events are going to be. Coming up this spring, May 20th at Lake Travis, May 26th. At Westwood and West and West Lake is going to be June 9th. You can find that at flxatx.com. If you've never been to the seven on sevens or SQT, if you prefer the state qualifying tournament, they're all heading towards the big one in College Station. This is the place where some of our guys went out last year and started to see names like Austin Novosad, uh, Braden Buchanan at Vandegrift. And now you'll get to go out, and if you want, in the spring and see the guys that will be replacing them as they move on. Uh, the 7-on-7 seven seven state version is where I first saw the DeSoto group, including Jonte Cook and Wisner and that crew um, as they won the state 7-on-7 seven seven in their division. So uh, if you've never been out to those, you may want to check them out, and we got the schedule now up for you on the Flex page. Also, at FLXATX on your social media accounts, and we do it every day at about 1.30. Keep you updated by on the, the way, Flex side. By the way, Chad, my yep. charge of Ball Don't Lie just informed me that Eastside has a brand new gym, so that makes Way more sense. There it is. Okay. There you go. Appreciate I'm about to say, because that gym that they used to have, that my mama went to high school at old Johnston High, the Rams, uh-huh. that they were still playing in before they built the new gym. So not that one. Uh, not that one. Got a new one. Yeah. New gym. Yeah. If your gym was around when my mama was in school, I love you, mama, but... Uh, yeah, it might be time to upgrade a little bit. There you bit. go, and they did. So y'all go check out that new gym tonight, maybe at 7 o'clock. Up next, where are we at in society? Zay will let us know. At 2 o'clock, we'll talk some NBA All-Star game, maybe a little Tiger. And yes, I tried to get everybody emotional about the XFL, and Zay just shot it down. He's got texters calling him a robot today. We'll tell you why coming up on the Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was the third of September. That day I'll always remember. Yes, I will. Cause that was the day that my daddy died. I never got a chance to see him. Never heard nothing but bad things about him. Mama, I'm depending on you. Tell me the truth. This song will make your face ugly fast. Just ugly your face up perfectly. Uh, Okay. Man. 
I feel like this is a song that was done multiple times. But this is... And when he died... I'll give you a hint. It's a band or an individual? Band. Motown. Okay, then that's away from where I was going to go. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> no, I was, I, I, for some reason, I had an idea in my head, and that's not going to, that was not it. Um, temps. There we go. Oh, good grief. <laughs> Thank goodness. Oh, okay. There we go. There you go. Okay. Got back, we got back on track. Got back on track a little bit. All right, Temptations, uh, Rufus and Shaka Khan, Thin Lizzy, Tigers of Pantang. They've all been on the show today. There'll be a beat to start that 2 o'clock hour for you. A lot of stuff on the board today, including, unfortunately, the death of Red McCombs, dead at the age of 95 today. We certainly send our thoughts out to the McCombs family and the Longhorn family. So many connections around the world of sports, but specifically with the Longhorn family uh, with, uh, with Red McCombs. Sorry to hear that news today. Day, but a lot of cars sold. Yeah, oh, a lot of red and crew. A lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff done there from from red. Different versions of college sports, pro football, all kinds of different angles with uh, with red. And obviously, a, a full long life. Ninety five years old. All right, so Chad and Zay with you on this Monday. A lot of good text rolling in on the Specs text line, 337-3776. We also appreciate those of you that have subscribed to the YouTube page. If you want to do that, hit youtube.com slash at the horn Austin. Still sitting at 729 subscribers. If you want to help us get to 800 and beyond, get up to 1,000, that's one of our big goals. We do appreciate you doing that. If you want to see some things and not just hear it, we've been cutting things up and getting little videos out to you and everything, so there's a lot of stuff there for you to check out. All right, uh, let's get a little where we at in society, see what Zay wants to talk about today. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, earlier you keyed me in on this car situation downtown. Do I need to go back to Twitter for this? Yeah, go segment? back to Twitter so you can see what's going on today. Okay. New York Knicks owner and New York Rangers owner also, James Dolan, got caught on dating app Raya. What's Raya? Like a Tinder, Bumble. Oh. Dating app. Is he married? No. Oh, okay. Well, why how would he get caught Separated. on a dating app? Was he separated? Okay, but that doesn't mean he got caught on a dating well, I mean, app. He's allowed to be there, you're right? You're a billionaire. You shouldn't be on a dating app. Oh, I see. Okay, you're just saying. All right, you're saying he's in a position that he, he shouldn't need this. Yeah, he shouldn't. But here he is. Okay. Yeah. So his profile says. So you decided to look at my profile. Write me back. You might just be surprised by what you find. He's also said, "I have a job. All my hair. Love the kids, but done making them." <laughs> Sober 29 years and still learning. Aww. I could probably beat you at Wordle, Batgammon, and Jim Remy. Jim Remy, you mean? Whatever. Jim Remy? Yeah, Jim Remy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, yeah, James is putting himself back out there. And again, you're a billionaire, so. By the way, is that just the super competitive way to say that? Couldn't you just say, I like to play those games? Why does it have to be, I bet I'd beat you at? Those games. He's not a billionaire for no reason, Chad. Okay, got to have an ego. Yeah, got to have an ego. I see. Got to lean in on that. All right, so you think, so then this is like once you're to a certain level of success, 
you think if James Dolan needs a date, he shouldn't be using an app? I mean, shouldn't it be easier? Like, shouldn't women be flocking to be with you? But because you're well off? Maybe the super millionaire, billionaire guys experience what, like, super hot men and women experience, which is everybody thinks it's easy for them to get a date, but maybe it's not. Maybe nobody asks them out. Maybe nobody wants to approach them. Apparently he's been on three or four dates. Says he likes to bring women and eat, meet some for coffee, dinner, intimate downtown spots. And, yeah, he loves some veal. You know he's picking up the check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know Definitely he got to worry about that. I'm just saying, like, it, it should be easier. And if for some reason you are anti-Charles Oakley, you know you're never going to meet him. That's true. Like, he's never going to be around. That's him. very true. Yeah, he did Charles wrong. Yes, he did. But if you're a Knicks fan, this has to drive you crazy because he's one of the worst owners in all of sports. Like, very cheap, will never give the team up. Because, I mean, it's the Knicks. I want to give the team up either. When they're bad, they make money. But still, you know, you're. why are you worried about these things? Like, they'd rather him be like Robert Kraft and get into who knows what and do all types of stuff off the field that Robert Kraft and men his age should be embarrassed and doing. They'd rather him be behind the scenes doing that kind of stuff? Yeah, because but they win, though, right? Do you see the pattern? I see what you're Do you saying. You see the pattern. I see. We'll let you get into Instead that. Of taking these women on dates. Okay, so you're saying the legitimate dating could be affecting the legitimate attempt at basketball? Oh, it is. You mean could be? It clearly is. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. This is this is another level that I've just not considered at my age and my social media knowledge. Just. You hadn't thought of it. Like you're swiping left and right? You're a billionaire? You're swiping left and right? Well, swiping left and right's got nothing to do with money. That's a human instinct that they've played off of. No matter how, whoever you are, that, that instinct is there. You don't think billionaires are on TikTok all night? <laughs> Millionaires? They're hooked on it just like the rest of us uh, are. This is weird. <laughs> it, it should be just easier for you. I'm sorry, James. Okay, I'm not familiar. Do you know what? The app Raya is all about. Is I it don't. A, I've never heard of it. Is it specific to something? I have never heard of it. Because I know nowadays it's all about little portals of things, right? There's a portal for if you a specific kind of dating. If you are looking for this, you're going to go to a specific app. It's getting more and more focused right now. Like the millennials, they're in the hinge. Like hinge is popping. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Like just a little more stable, like, you know... Tinder and Bumble, those are more hookup sites for people. Okay. Well, I guess Hinge and maybe Raya, you have to have a subscription. Hinge is more connected. Right. Because you got to have bolts that go into the Hinge. See, uh, now you're doing too much. Right. But- you screw the bolts in, it stays put. <laughs> you're doing too much. That's the imagery. <laughs> All right, Dad. Let's let's relax there. Yeah. Let's not go. Let's not go, Dad. Joke. You know that screen door over there needs some work. Can you help me with that? <laughs> Got a project that needs to be done. Oh, my God. See, this is why James – now I can see why James Dolan has a problem. If you at 48 just did what you just did, thank goodness you're married. Right. I can only imagine some corny guy like him. Can you imagine? Even with money, just struggling to make conversation. Right. Oh, me on a dating app would be gross. It would just be so bizarre. Talking about your favorite color. Talking about the XFL. Hey, did you watch? <laughs> Trying to find a woman who likes XFL football. 
<laughs> I mean, it'd be terrible. It'd be awful. Hey, hey, what do you think of those Arlington helmets? Oh, oh, get, man. get him out of here. Uh, AJ McCarron, good grief. <laughs> we do need to get back good to the AJ McCarron discussion because you have basically become a robot to all these people. It, I thought everybody might go on your side of it and just rip on me, but in the end, some people are saying that you know the emotion of the XFL got to him a little bit over the weekend. They actually enjoyed the emotional side of the league. If he won the championship, it makes sense. But week one... We're crying after week one. Dude, it's AJ McCarron. He got to take eight snaps in a game. Think about that. When's the last time he did that? When's the last time he took like 10 straight snaps? Yeah, did that just overtake him? Just the love of the game of football? Like, I get to play again? Is that what he was feeling? He got to Is that where the emotion came from? He got to play again, and the kids got to see him play. That apparently mattered to him. The kids were in the stands. They showed him going over and saying hi to the kids, giving the kids a kiss, and the kids were saying, oh, go, daddy, go, daddy, and he was all pumped up. I hope when the kids get around 13 or 14, they realize how whack of a moment that was with Pops. Uh, <laughs> like, yo, Pops, I love you and all, but you crying after an XFL game that yeah. you won off some of the most bogus rules ever. And let me be clear. He didn't cry. He just was a little emotional talking about it. There's a difference. The sniffle? There's a difference. A little bit of a, yeah, catching his, <laughs> you know, he had to stop himself. and A little clump in the throat. And then say, oh, no, it, it's special. But he wasn't blubbering. He you wasn't. played for Alabama. <laughs> like You're Nick right. Saban, Nick You're Saban right. is going nuts right now. I'm like, damn, that was one of my guys. Come on. I, I think Nick Saban took it took it the right way. I don't think Nick Saban took it as some kind of weird, like, strange moment. I think he's just happy A.J. McCarron, you know, playing. A.J. McCarron hadn't played meaningful football in a while. That's probably got, what got him emotional. Well, I'm using that as a recruiting tactic. If I'm Steve Sarkeesian, you want to go to Alabama, their quarterbacks cry and don't even make the league sometimes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> their quarterbacks. <laughs> Oh, brother. Don't worry about what Tua and Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts doing. Look at A.J. McCray. You want to be like this? Look at A.J. All right. Crying XFL games. Hey, in this day and age, I would not be surprised if social media turned somehow A.J. McCarron over the weekend into a joke for the XFL. Somehow that would not surprise me. We'll talk more about that coming up. Also, NBA All-Star Game. Did you watch? Did you like it? Tiger Woods, were you watching that? He was definitely not involved in the decision, but did you watch? any of it did it at least pull you in we're talking about all that we're getting some good response on the text line today specs text line is 337-3776 let us know what you thought believe it or not we've gotten a couple of texts from people that i think watched the xfl apparently it wasn't just me i'll tell you what they had to say next on the horn